welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, the 1st of February. Funny how, how things work out, isn't it, fellas? We uh, we normally record on Tuesdays. Our buddy Nick Soper said, hey, guys, got some conflicts. Do you mind? Can we push to Wednesday? Is that okay? So nice of you guys. You Actually, guys are so can nice. Can we push to Thursday? Then, Actually, then he calls us again. Guys, I have some conflicts. Can we push to Wednesday? And what's funny is <laughs> in that text group as you sent that, I thought you were messing with us. For like a full day, I thought you were messing with us. But the audience doesn't need to know about our deep dive to our no. text group. No, I just had to call them but, out. Put them on blast. But I, 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 believe, I think it's funny because... It works out so well because had we recorded yesterday, we wouldn't have been able to break the news. Well, we didn't break the news. The news broke yesterday, and now we get to discuss after a full night of digesting the new hire. The Broncos have a head coach, and I just want to call it out. Last week, I predicted it. I said this was going to happen. I called out Sean Payton would be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Here we are. You did. You did. It, it, it has happened, and you I also just said the Chiefs were going to lose. Sorry, yeah, Sorry. Hey, I'm here. I did. I'm and here, and they should have. They should have. They should have. They got a uh, coach, though. Yeah, they did. So let me just no uh, uh, other you know prefaces. What's your initial reaction to Sean Payton being hired as a Broncos head coach? I mean, first and foremost, the uh, special teams and defensive players got to be stoked because now they know they get a little extra money for injuring players. Um, (laughs) Hey, uh, I think they're the happiest. Allegedly. They're the happiest people in the room right now. No, in all seriousness, uh, I kind of had a roller coaster. You went there? I mean, it's been years. It's been years Uh since then. (laughs) I know. As soon as as I saw the hire, that's the first thing that popped in my mind was I get an opportunity for this joke. I've been waiting for years, Jared. (laughs) Um... No, in all seriousness, I, uh, hey, all things equal, all things being, uh, you know, all things being equal, he was the best coaching candidate for the job that I heard from all the names that were put out there. So on one hand, this is a slam dunk. I mean, this is a, this is a, a great hire. It, it, it's, you could not have asked for a better coach right now in this year to come here for the Broncos. What makes you say that? What makes you say you couldn't have found a better coach? Uh, Because the work that he's done with with Drew Brees, who, by the way, undersized quarterback, right? Kind of like Russell Wilson, kind of has a little bit of the skill set of Russell Wilson, but didn't have the mobility. And that's kind of where we're getting with Russell Wilson. I don't know if he has the mobility. Um, You know, I think in in his years there, he had the second uh, best offense in the NFL over that time frame, second to only Tom Brady and the the evil wizards over there in New England. Um, So really good offensive-minded coach. I, I think that's what this team needs. A lot of experience. He's a, you know, he's, I think he's 59. Experienced coach. He has won a Super Bowl. He has... You know, he is he's still been plugged into the football world, albeit as an analyst, right? But um He so was I a think, pretty good analyst too, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like, yeah, he, no he doubt. Was pretty good in the booth. And I think uh I think the experience really matters in this. I think the Broncos didn't want to go with another first time guy that doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, I don't think they could really afford that at this point. So uh, I think it's a, a really good hire in, in all things being equal. My first initial reaction when I heard I was a little bit uh, just on the fence, I would guess, uh, I would say, because I didn't love the fact. I, I've said it on this show. I think coaching is somewhat overrated compared to what a lot of people consider coaches to be worth. Uh, so the fact that you're giving up a, a first round, 
I don't love it. Uh, a first and a second, twenty twenty four second. You swapping. do get the third back. So, right. I know, but people say that, but that could be a drastically different. Like that could be a round and a half oh, it, different. It, it right. could, but come on now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you ta- What are you talking yeah. like a a fifty percent hit rate compared to like a forty yeah, percent sure, sure, hit rate? Sure, I mean, sure, sure, sure. Uh, anyways, I, I think once I had time to think about it, though, I came back around to the side of you know what. I'm okay with it. Essentially, what they did was they got rid of Bradley Chubb, who wasn't going to sign here anyways, and you got your coach. Um, Now, when it's all said and done, the Broncos have given up, what, four, uh, three first-round draft picks and two seconds for their quarterback and head coach, uh, the two positions that they weren't able to draft or hire for the past seven years, but... Hey, he's here. I'm riding with it. I think it's a good hire, and I've come around. I've come around. Do you agree, Nick? I unequivocally couldn't disagree more. I actually hated it. It reeks of desperation. You hate it? Yeah, I don't know. Hate might be a little too strong. It's definitely like at the blackjack table. You've got a 10 and a jack, and the dealer's got a king. No ace underneath. So what do the Broncos do? They freaking split their tens. That's what they're doing right now. It's a splashy move. I get okay. it. It's one of those I, things. I got to cut you off, though. I heard a better analogy that I think is so spot on, okay? So we're in high school, right? It's prom. Prom's coming up, right? We asked a few different girls out to, to the dance. They all said no. And then one Sounds of like them, high school. one of them realized <laughs> that actually I don't have a better date. So you know what? In fact, I am going to go to the dance with you. And on, we'll come back. It's fine. We'll go together. And on top of that, you paid the date $50 to come to the day with you when she was already uh, going. No I think what. that's actually highly frowned upon. That that might actually be no, 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 flat that, out illegal. No, that's to, what that's what happens. Pay. I mean, ultimately, right? You go to dinner, you get a limo, you you end yeah, up paying a lot of taking money. Taking somebody on a date is different than paying them money to go out with you. That's called an escort, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> semantics. Reeling it, reeling here? it in. Okay. I actually don't like it at all. I think the the obvious benefit is that you have some adults in the room. Uh, again, to steal what my friend had said, we were talking about it last night. You've got some actual adults in the room. You've got guys that have coached. I don't really know how when you've got a guy in Russ, in my opinion, that struggles to read offenses, you're going to ask him to be in a Sean Payton offense where he is essentially in the pocket. So what this tells me is that you've got Russ. I hate to say deciding his like having some sort of say, but certainly there, this is still goes down to the same problem of are they going to have Russ roll out? The obvious counter to that would be, well, Sean Payton's a wizard. He's going to, you know, make the offense to them. It just reeks of desperation. It's it's something to make a splashy move, and it's a lot of money, and not that it matters. Um, to Connor's point, you essentially traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton, which I guess is okay. I, I don't. I don't see how this makes the Broncos any more than a 500 team. Wow. Okay. See, I, I that would be to, fantastic. I tend would it? To, yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, that'd be <laughs> what a, a five game and quarter billion dollar, quarter billion dollar quarterback for a 500 game, season. Well, we are like a four we game are. improvement okay. for the Broncos. So I, I, I think that is a, a step in the right direction. Great. Great. But, we'll be 500. Great. Uh, uh, a couple things that I just want to touch on. You brought up the contract. Do not care. I don't care how much money they're paying yeah, them. Guess what? Uh-huh. The Walmart family also doesn't care how much money they're paying them. They have as much money as needed to pay them. I think that was evidence in, in their approach of Jim Harbaugh. I will agree with what you're saying that it feels like this was a fallback plan. And I think when you listen to the, the people it, it reporting on this, that well, is 100% so Harbaugh true Harbaugh is the, is the first choice. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Is that what you're is that? Just to be clear, is that what you're saying by fallback? Is that they went for Harbaugh and then they wanted they to make, they, and then they wanted D'Amico Ryan's and they couldn't Adam get him. Schefter claims that that is absolutely not true. He, yeah, of course he, they're going to say that after the fact. There's yeah. no way to absolutely know. 
Actually, if no, you listen back to what Sean Payton Stop. said last weekend Stop. in the in the studio for Fox, is it Fox he was with? In the studio? Doesn't matter. Don't care. Wherever he was an analyst there, he basically talked about how it's it's different in these times that teams are waiting longer, and what that causes is the the beat writers, the people following these teams, do not know how to report it. They basically just keep making things up to try to sift through the tea leaves to try to make sense of it. I think we saw a lot of that over the last three weeks. A lot of guys trying to connect the dots that maybe didn't quite make sense and maybe they didn't have all the information that they needed. So I'm not going to sit here and believe that all of a sudden D'Amico Ryans wasn't their guy. I, I heard reports from, from, from different people that all the way up to yesterday before they made the offer, the official final offer to Sean Payton, even yesterday they were trying to convince so, D'Amico Ryan's just, not to Just take to be clear, the main, the main source of that report is Ian Rappaport, who, who said that up Correct. until yesterday they were going. Adam Schefter came out after that and said, this is false. He said that um, speaking with his agent, uh, D'Amico Ryan's agent and D'Amico Ryan's party, the Broncos had, cut, had not been communicating with him for the past week. And they... At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I personally do not care. If Sean Payton was your guy from the onset, you would have absolutely pounced immediately. Granted, there's some... There's some value in waiting See, to show not to you. show I not interest. With you there. Get your get instead of a two first round picks. Blah, right. blah, blah, and blah, that's blah. where that's where I'm going to go with is is the draft compensation. And I actually want to touch on that point a little bit. I've been saying for weeks it shouldn't. It let me rephrase it. It wouldn't take a first rounder to get him. Ultimately, obviously, it did. I don't think it needed to. I absolutely think if the Broncos would have held out, what are the Saints going to do? Just get nothing for him? Correct. No, they're not going to just get nothing. Correct. If they would, if the Broncos would have continued to hold out, if Sean Payton was their guy, if at this point in time, regardless of where he ranked early on, D'Amico Ryan's is signed somewhere, uh, Jim Harbaugh's back with the, with Michigan, now, Sean, now you turn your focus to Sean Payton. They are the only team focused on Sean Payton. Law of supply and demand. The demand was now down. The Saints did not have the ability to demand whatever picks they wanted out of him. I think the Broncos could have held out longer <laughs> and could have avoided giving up that first round. I pick. just, I so disagree. I, I, you Why? said this, you Why? said this a few weeks ago. Why? And I told you it was going to take a first round pick. So what? The Saints Guess are just going to let him be an analyst for a year and get nothing. Yes. Or because, you take a second round pick, correct. maybe a few mid round picks for him instead. No, of nothing. Nope. You're some, telling me they wouldn't give him up. What I'm telling you is that somebody would have given a first round pick. Who? So I, whether this year or next year, Someone's yeah, maybe next year. But you're telling me the Saints are ready to sit around and wait for that? Yes, wait for that yes. possibility. Yes, because if you wait yes. for him to get stale, wait for him to become a, a, an analyst, a guy that realizes, you know what, this is a lot better than being a head coach. I'm almost sixty years old. Maybe he decides he doesn't want to come back and coach again. Be- because Jared, I think that the cards were on the table that they knew that he wanted to come coach again. Like that was a pretty that was not a secret. Everyone no, knew he no, wanted to right. coach again. But but uh, a, and so, you're removed from that. Uh, now, see, they have time. Uh, if they were going to sell low and just say, screw it, we're going to sell for whatever we can sell for, they have another year to do that. And and make no mistake, there would have been a team next year that would have sold low. I mean, like, there's no rush to sell low, but, I guess. But you don't, you don't end up getting your pick this year. And that, that, it, that hurts your team this year. Yeah, except for that. They ended up getting a first, so they were they correct. You're, and you're their, right. Their you're valuation right. of that, what it was going to cost That is a fact I can no longer deny. It was correct. I believe the Broncos could have held out, but the fact is they gave up the first round pick. And here's what it all comes down to, guys. This tells me with, I mean, as if it wasn't questioned at all, but this ownership group, this organization is 
is not where a lot of fans are with Russell Wilson. A lot of fans are ready to figure out a way to get out from underneath Russell Wilson. This ownership group just doubled down. Like what, a time time machine? Is that that how you... I mean, I don't see any way of getting out. Well, all I'm saying, hear me out, okay? If you don't make this move, after this year, Russell Wilson does not improve, you kick him to the curb. I understand the incredible cap hit the ridiculous amount of money that you would have had to pay out to Russell Wilson but guess what that does that makes your team terrible in 2024 you tank you now have in 2025 probably the number one overall pick and you can move forward past the Russell Wilson situation now you just gave up another first rounder you just depleted your roster more you now have invested in a head coach that is here who is believing in Russell Wilson. Hey, my biggest thing is, is I like this move because the organization is obviously committed to this team and to Russell Wilson. This is the best fit, the best situation for that idea. Okay. For say what you want to say about Sean Payton as a head coach. He has always been a great offensive mind he has built that he made Jameis Winston almost a playoff quarterback last year I mean that Jameis Winston looks good he went and got himself a contract because of the way Sean Payton made him look and then proceeded to get benched this year throughout the course of the year all I'm saying is if he can make Jameis Winston look good I believe he can make Russell Wilson look better now here's where I do have concerns again with doubling down with him you don't have the draft capital. You don't have the assets moving forward to move away from him. And well, what do you mean moving forward? You, you didn't get rid of moving forward a bunch of draft capital. Yeah, you got rid of one pick this year, which is the 30th overall pick, which, mind you, is not going to be a starting quarterback. Okay. And so, therefore, what, what are we talking about here? A, a 50% chance that we're going to have like a role-playing, like... No, but but you're giving, up, or? you're giving up more picks into 2024, mind you, as well. And I get that you get the third rounder back, but it's a second rounder versus third rounder. That, that is a difference. People are acting like that's a swap. It's not a swap. That is a difference to lose a second and get a third back. All I'm saying is you have clearly made it clear that you are invested in Russell Wilson. Great. He is going nowhere does nothing. through the course of this contract. So if, if that's where your head's at, of all the coaching candidates out there, Sean Payton was the best opportunity to maximize what you have with Russell Wilson. If that fails, you're in a bad spot. The best with this coaching contract, with this quarterback contract, and with this roster because you have depleted it you're over in the bad last spot few years. Anyways. The best part about the best part about this contract in regards to signing Sean Payton is now all of the people that are you're it's essentially going to, you're essentially fully highlighting Russ, right? You're saying, hey, look, Hackett was a bum. It wasn't Russ. Now we get to see. And, you know, for people like myself that think Russ is definitely not the player that he was, not saying he's completely washed up, but certainly my man needs to fix his offseason routine. It's going to be a nice chance to see. And and ultimately, it still is disadvantageous to Russ because the line is trash. The defense is okay. They got a little bit exposed. Don't give me the line is trash. The wide receivers were projected to be, at the beginning of the season, they were projected to be the best offensive group in the NFL. Sounds a quarterback. They got one. We know that Tim Patrick will be. It'll be fun to watch him. What are they going to do with Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy and came Cor- on strong at the end of the year. What about my man Corbin? Nick, 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 Nick. Connor, Connor, Connor. A few Connor. weeks ago here on this show, you told me 
that the difference between Nathaniel Hackett and a league average coach was five more wins last year. That's what you told me. Correct. And what does that put us at? Ten and seven. It puts us ten and seven and in at, the playoffs. It puts us. It at puts us at ten and seven. So all he has to be is a slightly above average so, coach. So what is that? Eleven. So if, wins. do you think no, no, Sean no. Payton is an average coach, or do you think he's an above average coach? I think based on how things look with Russ. I don't think it changes the fact that we're going to be a 500 team either one or two games up or one or two games down. Will we be better? Obviously. We can't possibly effing so you be don't, any worse so you than don't we agree. were last year. So so you're going to change. I just want to be clear here. You're changing your, your statement a little bit that you don't agree that a league average coach instead of Nathaniel Hackett gave us five more games last year. I think... Because I think, if that's the case, then then you're looking at a playoff team this year. If you still believe that, I don't see how you look at this and not think we're a playoff team. I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team as it stands. Five more wins, yeah, puts us at ten and seven. Sure. Ultimately, in my mind, I don't. I don't think that. I think that based off last season. Yeah, I guess if the, he had been the coach, I will walk back my statement. With that said, though, I don't think next year, with the talent and the team and the money committed, I don't think it changes anything. Other at best, the Broncos are a nine and eighteen. I think if when you brought up a few of the position groups, wide receiver. You know what? I'm not saying they're elite, but they're solid at wide receiver. I think Tim, if you, you get Tim, Tim Patrick, Patrick back, back so. and then and then Jerry Judy continues to build off what honestly was a strong season that that everyone really pointed to a lot of his shortcomings early in the season, but he did come on pretty strong. Cortland Sutton, we'll see. We'll see where he's at in the in the next year. So he's still he's a, he, he was, was only, weird, man. Well, he was only a year removed from that ACL. Yeah, but uh, you know, let's see. But he just doesn't get much separation, like and and that's where I'm I'm not I'm not willing to say he is is a great player or anything. Hey, I was saying that at the beginning of the year. We'll see what comes of that, but you could do a lot worse at the wide receiver position. I think you found something in Greg Dolchich at the end of the, the second half. I always say his name wrong. How do you say it? Is it Dol- Dolcich? Dolcich. Dol- I, th- I believe it's Dolcich. Dolcich. Feels like it should be Chich. I don't know why. Dolcich came on strong at the end of the year, had a very strong back half of the season once he was healthy. You talk about this offensive line like it is trash. Your, your top O-lineman and Garrett Bowles went down this year. Now he's getting up there in age i get that but i believe he can come back and be a a strong player for you yeah let's not let, let's and, let's and not you're let's a, not you're overstate a, it you're i don't a, think they were trash you're okay? a free agent or two away on this offensive line from being an average to above average line that is all you need and and that is one of the position groups in my mind that a good scheme Good play calling and a good quarterback that puts you in the right position look, look at the, absolutely overcomes. Look at the Buffalo Bills, for instance. They have a trash offensive line, and I, I mean, hey, I mean, maybe that's or, one or of the reasons. How about the Cincinnati Bengals or, or the Bengals the right? in the playoffs? The Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati. That's a that's a new one. Um, I just want to say let, let's let's not overstate the Broncos' offensive line here, okay? Let's. I, there were some injuries, right? But I think pro football. Fo- Pro Football Focus still had them around twentieth out of thirtieth uh, units. Uh, actually, Quinn Miners was fifth out of all guards. I'm not saying he's the fifth best guard, but like clearly he was doing something right, right? Especially in the run, uh, run blocking as opposed to pass blocking. Um, I think Garrett Bowles coming back that that's a big deal. That's a big deal, right? If hey. Hate him or love him, right? Regardless of how anybody feels about Garrett Bowles, he is a starting caliber tackle in this league right now. I mean, right? Right. Can anybody really and, argue and that? No. And, and and I think, again, you're talking a, a free agent addition or two, maybe a draft pick or two on the offensive line, offensive tackle maybe, early, second-round draft pick, something like that. All of a sudden, this O-line looks like a 
solid, above average group. Well, I think they're a piece or two away. Look, sounds like sounds like what everyone was saying about the Broncos last year. Nick, and you know what? Nick's been scorned. Nick has been scorned, and he will he will I'm not. Hurt. I know. I'm and not, had we this, not had Nat Hackett, this we reeks, might be agreed. This reeks right of a Russ Wilson okay, signing so at the head coach. Who coach. was the coach? If you're looking at all the coaches hired this year, this offseason, or the ones still available, who? Where would you rank? A, where would you rank Sean Payton within those can- candidates? And who would you have rather seen the Broncos pursue? Knowing what we know now, knowing Jim Harbaugh is going back to mission, knowing that uh, D'Amico Ryan's signed with the Texans, where do you go as the Broncos instead? I'm not going to rank quarter. I'm not going to rank coaches based off of what I would want. What I'm saying is, it looks sad is probably too strong, but it, it looks suspect when you have very clear targets that you have a shot when you have in front of Sean Payton and granted, you continue to go down the list, down the list, down the list, down the list. And I understand D'Amico's Ryan's ties to the Houston Texans. I understand that you've got all these things and you sort of landed on Sean Payton. It feels like we're settling that. Okay. I think that's fair. if take away the draft compensation, right? If, if oh, you can't, shot, no, I know, I know, but just as a head coaching hire, okay. If it would have taken nothing to get him, if you didn't have to trade for him, do you think he would have been the Broncos top candidate? Is it the draft picks themselves that held them up from making him their top candidate yes. from day one? Yes, it certainly is a huge part of it. I yes. absolutely believe he would have been their number one candidate, but then because it, they needed a smart well, offensive player no, that's experienced. They need an adult. That's an adult in the room that comes in, love or hate his system. He comes in with the system. He comes in with the process. He knows how he wants and, a team. And let's to be look. honest, they need a culture change. I yes. mean, they, they need a splash of a move. They need something to kind of like kickstart right and and, and and you know that's that's obviously what you were hoping to get kind of with a russell wilson last year things did not turn out that way but you need that you need there's something to be said about the pure splashiness of the move and, and that it can it can kickstart the excitement level again and right? everyone has gotten so quick to as soon as sean payton stepped away from the saints they've gotten so quick to basically point out that oh he only ever won one super bowl with the saints the guy made the playoffs every single freaking year he won 10 11 12 games every single freaking year even when drew Brees missed games they're still winning they're winning games with Taysom Hill as their freaking quarterback. I, I'm just saying, again, I hey, don't hey, think put some it's respect a, on Taysom Hill over here. Yeah, he's no, probably he going to be on our roster next year. So <laughs> Taysom Hill sucks. We should be prepared for a new tight end on our roster next mm. year. Yeah. I, I, I would gladly take Taysom Hill on this roster. Not at the contract he's getting right now, but you give me him at a tight end structured contract, heck yeah, I'd take that. I, I, I want to ask you a question real quick because you guys keep coming back to this draft compensation a little bit, right? What are you getting at the 30th overall pick that you're so worried? Lamar Jackson. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Jared. You right. asked. You literally asked. Time out real quick. Exactly so, the 30th pick, by the way. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I believe that Sean Payton left after the 2020 season. Saints went 12-4. and four. No, it, 2021. He was, he's only one year out. Right, so they went 7-10. and 10. Okay. So all I'm saying is without a top 5, top 10 quarterback, and we can agree that last year Russ was not anywhere close to a top 5, top 10 quarterback – when we compare that to the year where they didn't have Drew Brees, they went seven and ten. Granted, I know that they had a lot of injuries. I believe Jameis got hurt that year, so there is some leeway there. But with that said, you can't just act like sh- it, it, it's kind of like the it's kind of like uh, Belichick and um, Brady. And, no, and and Mac Jones. Oh, it's a, yeah, same, same. But all of a sudden, like they look pretty average. Yeah, you know what okay. I'm saying. And, so. and, and, and this is you make a good point because this coaching hire, in my mind, is 100 percent. 
tied to the success of Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson next year is a top 10 quarterback, nobody cares what he you gave be. up for him. Nobody cares what the contract looks like. Nobody be. cares that he was the third yes, option. I care. And if I grew another foot and got a lot faster and better at basketball, I could be a pro player next year. Jared? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Are you no. telling me that there's no chance Russell Wilson will be a top 10 He can't be any worse. Year? He literally cannot be worse. I, I think there's absolutely a chance. You guys think there's a zero chance, chance that I, he will be the top, a top 10 quarterback next year? I think it is a very, very low chance. Yeah. I mean, wow. If we're, we're going to be extremely vague, yeah, sure, there's a chance. Do I think that yeah. Russ is going to go back in an offense where, generally speaking, they've got Breeze in the pocket? I mean, um, Wow. James, James was a pocket passer. His numbers I, I dropped. I think you guys crazy. are absolutely underselling what what scheme and play calling and coaching. Going back to this conversation we had before, what a coach that knows how to build a system around a quarterback, how to put their best players in positions to be successful can do. I think there's probably a, a like a 50-50 shot that Russell Wilson shoots up the rankings in in and is more in the top 10 to 15 at least. And we're probably talking a good like 15-25% chance of him being a top 10 quarterback. I know that's not great, but if this guy puts him at a 25% chance of being a top 10 quarterback versus D'Amico Ryans and a probably a 2% chance of this guy having a dramatic improvement as a quarterback, I, I really, really believe that, yes, Russell Wilson struggled last year. I don't know how much of that was injuries, how much of that was him deciding he wanted to be a different type of quarterback and having no adult in the room to tell him no, this is not here going to be. But again, going back to uh, Sean Payton being the adult in the room, it's not just that he's the adult. He has the experience. He has the track record of success as an offensive coach. And guess what? He and Russell Wilson are good friends. Are there's they good friends? I think they respect that Russell Wilson will actually listen Russell to this Wilson guy. Russell Wilson has, you know, he's he's actually leaked through different sources that that you know Payton is who we wanted here. Uh, Pey- Peyton has because guess what? It allows him to stay in the pocket, not no. take hits, and get the ball. It out allows there. him to have a coach that knows how to put him in position to be successful instead of Nathaniel Hackett that looks at him and goes, "Oh, I don't know, Russ. What do you think we should do?" Hey, real, qu- real quick, I, I will be going on a side note. I will be going to at least one Broncos game next year. I will be spending the most amount of money I can for the Broncos Jets to sit behind the Jets the Jets bench, and I will be counting down. The play clock the entire game. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, uh, man. No, I thought that was funny, though, in the uh, the, the uh, championship game with uh, Josh Johnson. Is that his name? Josh Johnson? Yeah, poor and he, kept, he kept having the delay of game penalties. He's like, ah, so yeah, but, no he, wonder. He uh, he spent uh, training camp working with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, the thing about Josh Johnson, he wasn't paid a quarter billion dollars to never get the playoff on time. Anyways, I, I took let, us off let, the rails. Let Go ahead. Just, let me just back say it here. up. Back it up. Uh, uh, Jared, in terms of next year, I, I am I'm not a believer in the Broncos. I'm not a believer in Russell Wilson. I'm not as, as the way this team is currently. Now, granted, that's not to say I don't think they can be a better team next year. I, I do. I think they can certainly be a 500 team or even better. Uh, hell, I, I even think there's a there's a chance they can make the playoffs. But great. But that would be like a, that would be fantastic to me. That would be a fantastic turnaround if the if the Broncos can find a way to the playoffs. What I'm more excited for. Um, with this hire is actually moving on past the rust years. I am hopeful that Sean Payton wants to be here for he a doesn't. decade. He doesn't. You no. know, 
Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. You know that? No. Hmm. You you friends with Sean Payton? You know, you, Sean, you Payne's Sean, a little, Sean, Sean Payton's a little too Hollywood to stay here for ten years and make a be here till he's See, seventy. He, he's fifty nine years old. I right. think he could stay here for another ten years. I, I really do. I really believe, and I believe even more to the. Okay, so let's say it's even six years or seven years. Great. I think he can be a part. I think the Sean Payton can definitely be a part of turning this franchise around Great. after us. Sure. That's what I mean. I, I'm I'm just as excited, if not more excited, for the years after we can get out from under this Russell Wilson contract. Sean Payton can help build this team. Granted, not like he did a fantastic job putting the Saints into a sustainable position. Correct. But, uh, you know the, the, the <laughs> yeah, worst. But how much of that's on him? He's not uh, the lot GM he making much terrible, was. terrible moves, man. I he mean, was. The worst part of the Sean Payton splash, because it was a splash hire, is unfortunately I will be watching all the Broncos news. <laughs> I am invested in the draft. I am back. To I, I, am back. I care again. I'm ready to get See, But they don't have a first round pick now again. This is oh where I have God. a hard a 30 time overall pick. Jared. No, but I'm just you saying. Your, I think that matters. Yeah, I think a first it, round it pick matters. matters. I, I, think, matter. I think just to kind of toss it aside like it's not a big deal, especially. I think, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts was a second round pick, right? You're, like, you're aware of this, uh, right? Yeah, and Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. Yeah, I, I get I'm just it. saying you're acting I like nobody good gets drafted after the top 10 What I'm telling you is that. These are great players. I was kind of be a franchise hitting quarterback, but you can get a franchise changing offensive lineman or linebacker or edge rusher or safety or cornerback Connor, or well, name any other position. Co- other there than is no such thing. Hang on. Connor there is no such depth. thing. I just want to make that very clear. Connor hates depth. He hates drafting for the team. He wants to score on a quarterback first. Go on. And it's that's, funny because I true. mostly <laughs> agree with you, but there's there no such thing. You're out of control, Connor. Hey, hey Jared, there is no such thing. I, just, I, 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 got a, I got a bone to pick with what you said. What, there, there is no such thing as a franchise changing Blank any position other than quarterback. Okay, that doesn't you know exist. What? There is not I a want franchise to argue with you, right. That was a poor choice of words. Uh, a franchise enhancing, right? Like a team that's really good that puts them I over hate, the I hate top. Telling you that you're right, but it could be a well move said. that puts you over the top. I, I don't know. I would love. I wish I would have gone. I, I, you know, maybe I'll do this for the next show. I mean, we have a lot of time to talk about Broncos in before the season. Yeah, the Rocky season. But I would love. Us, so yeah, I would. I would love hey, to the go Rockies back. Rockies could be a 500 team this year. Take Moffat says so. I would love to go back and look at picks 29 through 31 or 28 through 30 or something like that, right? Just picking that like exact range. And I want to go list the last like 50 of them taken. Connor. And I'd be curious to see how many of them are totally off the top of my head. I'm just saying this, but I would be willing to put some serious money. No, no, no. The chip. The chip again. No, God, I would never do that again. (laughs) Never again. That says picks. What, what, what do we say? 25 to the end of the draft? There are as many in that seven picks, or end of the first round. That, those seven picks, there are as many high-end, elite players uh, no, drafted no. there as are taken in any seven picks outside of the top ten. Okay? Top ten, yes. What? You have your elite guys. But any of the guys taken 11 to 17, guys taken 15 to 22, you're getting just as top caliber guys there. No. Typically what I you're agree. getting is the high upside guys at the back end of a draft where maybe they had some questions, some concerns in right, college right, right. because of legal issues or because of injury issues or because of lack of playing time, or whatever that may be. But you're just acting like you're at scrub point at that point in time. You're getting elite no, I, talent I, at the what? end of the first okay, round. Okay, but listen, and I know this kind of contradicts about my whole spiel about how coaching is overrated, right? Um, 
But it's not to say that I don't think it's important. I think it's overrated because I think people look at coaching as if it's as important as like a quarterback sometimes or like even close and it's just not. So that's why I think it's overrated. But I do think a coach is actually... Oh, we're, inc- back, we're backtracking on what we've been saying for three weeks. Tough no. to see you like this. So, so I Tough do think... to listen So to I do think take. that it's overrated. The, quarter, uh, uh, the importance of a coach. But I also, that's not to say that it's not very important, okay? And I would argue that a coach so that you a coach that you think that you have a, you know what you got in him, right? I would argue that that is just as important, if not more important. You're counter-arguing what you've been arguing for three at weeks. the end of the first round that, uh, you know, unless you get the Lamar Jacksons, right? Unless you get, but by and large, the flyers that you take at the end of the first round, I would say that a solid head coach is at least as important. I as would that. say as important, sure. But I mean, again, that's where, you know, you could argue whether that was the right move or not. And that's my only holdup on this move okay. is the draft compensation. All right. Giving up a first rounder, I have a hard time with that. But if he watch, watch makes this, this a winning team, it does not matter. <laughs> this team is so starved for wins. If you can get to nine or ten wins this stop year, stop it. Stop. Check it. Stop. That is a okay, good okay. move. Right? That's okay. so. Stop. I got a question for you. Right? Right so we, we've belabored this point, but I got a question for you. Vic Fangio, defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Bring him oh, back. Like, How do you uh, feel about having open. good old Vic back here? Hey, making hey, his pasta, making his meatballs. Hey, if if yeah, so let's just bring, bring him back. That. Really? Yeah, you think there's no chance? Zero chance. Oh, I think I think it's 50-50. I, I don't know. Oh, 50-50? <laughs> You're going 50-50? Again, I'm going back. He already to, basically came to terms with the Dolphins and then kind of backpedaled on it. All I'm saying is, again, from other sources, things like that, again, as a reminder, we don't break news. We just talk about it. The biggest thing is it sounds like he's at least – Open to it. Okay. Sounds like he's honestly. I wouldn't be pissed. I wouldn't be upset. Ah man, I just don't think it's going. That would just play Creed with arms wide open, and I would just welcome back, baby. You know Uh, what I mean? What about a Giro Evero? Is he? He interviewed. He he interviewed for like all the jobs. I don't know. It seems like he might get a job. A head coaching job. Yeah, I know he interviewed with the Colts, and I can't remember. There's another one. I, I would love him to come back as a defensive coordinator. True. That, obviously, I don't think there's anybody in Broncos country well, what, that wouldn't want What motivation want him back. does he have to go somewhere else? I mean, this is a solid defense. This is a really good defense that he can continue to push and be better and have a – especially if this team improves dramatically and wins, he's going to be a top head coaching candidate next year if he just stays here as a coordinator. Does yeah, it make I, sense I, I, for I him to go to a new it. team? The worst part about – no, I hate to say the worst. The nice thing about the NFL is they schedule it right. So the Broncos got fourth in the division. We'll be playing all the other fourth place teams. So to your point, Sean Payton, just like the Broncos do for almost as long as I can remember, are going to start off three and one, four and one, five and oh, five and two. And they're going to look like Saints. And then we're going to get into ha, like Saints. No pun intended. There. <laughs> nice. I see. I see. Nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, and then and then we're going to get into uh, uh, divisional play. And, and then we hope they look like the Saints. Uh, and that yeah, is actually a topic goal. I want to bring up. Obviously, the Chiefs find themselves in the Super Bowl once again. Um, just not even necessarily specific to the Broncos, although it does relate to them probably more specifically than most teams. But how discouraging is it as an AFC team when you look at the uh, Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs, the Joe Burrow-led Bengals, and the Josh Allen-led Bills, that the idea that no matter what you do, you're, you're, you're hard-pressed to compete for anything but fourth place in the AFC. I mean, is that something that... I, I remember years back when the Bills drafted Josh Allen, and there was this like weird report that came out that like their whole idea is that they were banking on once Tom Brady leaves, they know then they can dominate the AFC East. As a Broncos fan, like you just know you're always probably second place, right? 
in well, AFC West. Well, apparently to you two, it's okay if we go 500. Who cares what we finish at? As long as we five have wins. As long as we have eight. No, I'd rather have five wins and continue to get better draft picks. I yeah, don't want to be a Oh, that's been working so good for the last seven we don't years. Ever, we don't have any picks. We never have We picks. did for five straight years. It's fine. And this is where we are. I'd rather this do that where than we be are. stuck in third, second no. place purgatory Give me hell. a team that is building and feeling like they're a couple of moves away from being a legitimate contender. Yeah. You, but do you guys feel like we're just, we're always going to be competing for Look, second, third, Pat, fourth place. Pat Mahomes has, what, he's been in the AFC Championship game every single year that he's been a starter in the league. That's five years in a row. Uh, he is fantastic. Uh, to your point, Jared. I actually don't even want to have this top discussion anymore. I'm already just getting upset. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, man, um, you're not going to, you're not going to usurp Pat Mahomes. Did you really just say usurp? Usurp, yeah. I just did, did I use that wrong? No, I no, just that yeah, was the right word. To me, it was like pronouncing it tomato. It's just an odd. It's just an odd. You're not going to replace. Is that is that better? That's better. Fine. Dumb it down. You're not going to replace. Yeah. We, now our audience yeah. understands. Yeah. Pat Mahomes on the top of the AFC West in the near future. That's just not going to happen. I, I like. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Um, you are looking for a wild card. I mean, anything could happen for a year, right? I mean, any given year could happen. Is that there's, where we're at now, though, injuries, for the next 10 years? It's like one. You're just hoping for that one year where you get a chance. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it. it's sad, right? Isn't it? We The Broncos were, for many years, were, were one of those teams, right? They were, they were one that always had a chance. Now it's just like you just feel like you're competing for the year exactly where some but of the top QBs go I, I, I do believe Pat Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, and I don't even think it's particularly close right now. Like, I think he is uh, – if, if you had to start a franchise with any player right now, I, 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 would, I can't imagine anybody taking anybody else other than Pat Mahomes. Uh, if I were to make wow, the statement – Wow, what a hot take. If I were Jeez to make Louise, the statement – so bold. That I think – What a that bold thing is, to say. I think, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury was 100% overblown and dramatized for the media. Would you guys agree with that? I don't know about. I mean, the media always overblows and dramatizes things. I definitely. It's I was just listening. I was listening to your guys' uh, show. Moving around pretty good. I was listening to the show last week, and I just wanted to like reach through the stereo and just. I, I was so pissed that I wasn't here because I was so high on the Chiefs winning that game that I just I I to listen to you and I I believe Nick was on the, the side. Chiefs. Nick was on the side of the Chiefs. Uh, you and and Tyler Walji were just. Oh, his ankle. It's, I'm like, it's Arrowhead. This is Pat Mahomes. Like, this is what they do. They're not gonna. Uh, they're not gonna lose this game. Uh, uh, granted, they probably should have lost that game. I have to say, I'm pretty proud that. of myself. Uh, I I think I'm learning from from Tyler Walji. Okay, so I saw early in the week where when the first line first opened, the Chiefs were like what two and a half point favorites uh -huh. or something like that. Dropped and then and it moved all the way hard back to to the Bengals, and then kind of came back a little bit. And and I felt like you know what, man. The public is hard on the Bengals right now. Everyone's saying, take the Bengals, take the Bengals, take the Bengals. I went and bet the Chiefs, man. I went and bet the Chiefs. It just it felt like the way. So you this you line literally came went back. the you went the entire episode talking about the Bengals, and then you and then lied I went to yourself. And, yeah, and okay. then I went and did. Just what, so like, it's very clear I, about what no, you did. I had to take a step back and be like, wait, I, I am the public. I need to not bet like the public. <laughs> I need to make the smart bet, and I did. And even better yet, I got the Bengals at, at plus money when uh, when they were down and ended up winning both bets. So that's even Good. better, even better. Well, uh, Patrick Mahomes may be 
the best quarterback in the NFL, but he didn't spend the last two decades as that. The man that did the GOAT. I'm putting it out there, guys. The GOAT. Wow. Another hot take. Hot Jesus take, Christ. Hot take. How will I ever recover from your scalding um, hot take, Jerry? Whew. Do we believe Tom Brady is actually retired for good? Ah, uh, yes. I do. You think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't... I don't. I don't think Tom Brady has that uh, that side of him that you see with Aaron Rodgers and maybe even Brett Favre, where they kind of like the they kind of like the drama. They like people. I mean, I I honestly think that he his decision to come out of retirement was purely based off the fact that he just like he really felt like he had it had more in the tank, right? And he's like, ah, oh, man, what am I doing? Do you though, or uh, or was he just doing it out of spite for Adam Schefter blowing it for him? Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, still I still believe No, that. I think I, I think it's done. Hey, great career. Great career for for Tom Brady. I think he's he's done. He, I think he's hanging him up and uh go, you know, spend some time with whatever family you have left. Um Whoa, that was dark. Oh, wow, that was hurtful. <laughs> that, that was that, that dug uh, deep, Jesus, man. I know. I think Tom I Brady's doing uh, just fine on that side of things. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he could go find other women. No problem. So will he be in a uh, booth next year announcing games? He's got that Fox deal. Have we have we all though lost the luster of the players going right from the the game to the booth now that everyone has seemingly turned on Tony Romo? I mean, he was like the best announcer yeah, Rain Man ever, Romo. and now hey, there's he, there's no such thing as the luster going off of Tom Brady. Okay, I mean, whenever he decides next year, five years from now, ten years from now, he will absolutely be the most interesting story in broadcasting in the NFL, right? I mean, the, he's not Tony but, Romo. But, but here's the deal. He, if he's a, if he's a shitty announcer, I'm not saying people will forget how good he was as a quarterback, but they're not going to care when they're listening to he's, him being a god-awful announcer. They're good, going though. to have you, uh, have you heard him on... So I think he's on Westward Radio. He's always... For years and years, he did the Monday Night Football like halftime. Uh, have you heard that? Did you ever hear that on the radio? Uh, no, I don't really. So he, he, to the yeah, radio. he came on on Monday. I'm Night. a podcast guy myself, you know. Right, he, check he, him out. He Who's came media? on to do the um, at halftime for kind of an interview every Monday Night Football game for a while, and he's really good. He's really good. I, I mean, if you hear him talk about football and and the way he talks about the game, he's actually he's really well spoken. So I I don't think he's going to be a bad broadcaster and uh I, I look forward to it i think i think he's gonna be good and he does have nick said he's got that deal with fox right yeah it's massive i think it's like i think it's i i should google it but i think i believe it's 10 years 350 million or something crazy oh nice. I, I just hope that they don't bump greg olson down the list he is one of my if not my favorite like color announcer yeah. oh excuse me it's 10 years 375 million oh is that oh, all yeah is that all little I light think he's gonna do just fine light work exaggeration yeah. in 10 years 10 years he'll be usurp he'll be 55 <laughs> and at like official retirement age like uh, he'll actually be hitting retirement age at that point and i gotta say in his little video tom brady put out today mm-hmm. i don't know if he's been dying everything along the way but Looked a little gray. Looking a little gray he's today, man. A little, well, he's been a little gray. He has <laughs> been gray. He's, a little, he's looking a little sunken. I don't know. That avocado ice cream, it's not working out as well for him. <laughs> not as good as he says. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So. He looks better at 45 than I look at 32. So. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, he's I, I, he's I magnificent. So, hey, good. congrats to Tom Brady. And uh, I know uh, a lot of, lot of love-hate around here for him. Uh, but, hey, 
Well, you can't can't well, deny what he did. And, and frankly, deny. as a Broncos fan, I don't even hate him because he the Broncos are one of the only teams that were successful against we were. him. He was what one in three in the one playoffs against the Broncos, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. And don't quote me on this. At very late in his career, the Broncos had a winning record against him. One of the only teams that did. I think that may have changed like right towards the end. Ah. But but anyways, the Broncos were one of the most successful teams against him. What, where's the hate? They won a Super Bowl, or they, they beat him to go to a Super to Bowl, to a actually Super Bowl. twice, winning one of them. Got so their butts kicked in one of them. Absolutely, you know, man. I, I, no, no hate. Good good for him. Yeah. I'm glad he's yeah, retired. No and I, no frankly, doubt. for his legacy, I hope he stays retired. I think Brett Favre ruined, in part, his legacy because he kept coming back, kept doing that. Nah. So I hope that. Okay, we're moving on from the NFL. We're not talking any Super Bowl, anything like that. We have a whole show for next week that we'll, we'll plan for that, okay? That's going to be very, very focused on next week. So we're going to just jump right past that we're going to move on to our thrive fantasy best bets of the week if you guys are not familiar with thrive fantasy now is the time to get on there leading up to super bowl guys there's already contests out there for the super bowl prop bets if you're not familiar with thrive fantasy they are a sports betting app that focuses on player props okay you can either do a contest where you would build a, a roster of 10 player prop bets there's one on the very top if you get on to thrive fantasy you'll see the super bowl contest there they have great payouts for their contest smaller entries smaller number of entries you don't have as many as you would see on a DraftKings or a FanDuel. but the best part about thrive fantasy something you have to do if you haven't before is the parlays you can do same game parlays they pay out better than just about anything you're going to find and again for those of you who are fantasy football players you're 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 hurting right now you're figure trying to figure out something to do give thrive fantasy a chance because it's a very similar process right you're betting on the success or lack thereof on players and so it's a very similar process to what you do with fantasy football and when you sign up make sure you use our promo code red that's r-e-d when you use that promo code they will match up to 100 dollars. very simple all you got to do is type in red when you sign up under the promo code thrivefantasy.com or download the app thrive fantasy so each and every week, we put out our best bets. We reset this year at the beginning of the year. And guys, it's been a little bit of a rough start for me here. I'm starting out classic two and four after going one and two each the last couple of weeks. Not going so good for me. Last week, I had George Kittle to get a half a receiving touchdown. He did not. I had Mahomes. I really, really was banking on this angle ankle back in uh, back mm. on Tuesday last week. I was really thinking he wasn't going to play well. Uh, under 315 passing rush yards. Lost that one. And Isaiah Pacheco did hit at least on mine. Nick, you had a couple out last week. You hit, uh, let's see, Joe Burrow, buddy, the over, two and a half, TD plus INT, the, the interceptions, the interceptions clinched it for you. I know. Two interceptions, one touchdowns, gets in the over on that one. You lost on George Kittle on the touchdowns and Jamar Chase over seven and a half receive, uh, receptions. That puts you at three and three on the year. Pop, pop. Connor? God, I'm not even going to talk about Connor. He barely makes any picks. The dude misses like two out of three shows, and then he just skates by to win this thing. He's sitting at two and one. He was out last week. Doesn't count. Uh, Yeah, right? Like, we got to put a caveat here for him. So, Connor, you're up first. Uh, since we have no football this week, we're not going to make football picks, so we're going to kind of open it up. There's lots of contests, lots of different entries to get in on. Who are you taking for your best bets of this week? Yeah, I'm actually going to go... 
to the NBA tonight on Wednesday at 6 p.m. So if you're listening, you, you might already see that I've won this pick uh, by the time you listen. So I'm going to go Rudy Gobert over 22.5 total points and rebounds. 22.5 points plus rebounds, Rudy Gobert. I'm taking the over against Golden State tonight at 6. Okay, just the one and only for you, huh? That's it. All right, I got two of them also both for Wednesday night picks. First one I'm taking former Nuggets, Yusuf Nurkic, under 10.5 rebounds. I'm also going to take Jordan Poole, under 22 and a half points. You know, I know, I know my man Steph Curry is not real happy with his uh, shot taking, his, his decision making on his shot. So I'm thinking Jordan Poole's going to reel it in a little bit here. He's going to be under that 22 and a half. What you got there, Nick? You got something good for us? Yeah, I'm going to go golf. Uh, it Ooh. is the AT&T. It's the Thursday, Thursday only. I'm going to go Victor Hovland over three and a half birdies. I don't even know who that is. Victor Hovland. Oh, he's, yeah, Hovland. He's good. Over. Three and a half birdies. Okay. Yep. He's good. All right. I've never, never in my life have I bet on golf. Mm. Is that a good a mm. good avenue for you there? Yeah. I like What I really like to do is just kind of sit and just drink beer by myself and just do hole-by-hole <laughs> bets. So it's a three-way bet. So you can do which, uh, which golfer will win, uh, especially in the final round, who will win the hole or if they tie. It's a great way to lose money. I got to be honest, guys. I don't know about the, the two of you. Uh, you know, Thrive Fantasy is, has been our sponsor for about a year now. Uh, I, I, I mainly only bet football. That's my main kind of avenue, which, as I'm told by betting experts, that's dumb. You should bet other sports because football is the most, like, dialed in, especially NFL. And I was flipping or flipping through, scrolling through. Is that what you do on the phone? You scroll on, a, on an app. You scroll through. I'm scrolling through the different contests on Thrive Fantasy. They have a lot out there for this golf, man. There's some head-to-head competitions. There's some different things. So make sure you guys check it out. If you guys want to make any player prop bets, you got to get on Thrive Fantasy. Real easy, thrivefantasy.com, or like most people, just go download the app and make sure you use our promo code RED when you sign up. All right, we're going to finish out the show talking some nuggets. We're coming up on All-Star Weekend. The All-Star lineups have or the starting rosters have been announced. Now, you guys follow the NBA a little closer than I do. Uh, I got to say, this whole, like, media dramatized event of announcing all-star rosters is is weird they so they you got the, the all-star starters right and they like draft those and then uh, they still haven't even announced the reserves the reserves are coming tomorrow and is that there's like fan voting that gets involved with all of this no, not, not the reserves not the reserves no nah. okay Good, so it's a 50-50 split. No offense, play. fans, but y'all suck. You guys do not know how to do anything. I mean, right. we did draft, or we did uh, elect Trump as, as a president, right? So, so what, the, the, the people just are idiots. They, they know nothing. Now, the reserves, I believe, are chosen I believe are chosen by the coaches. Nick can correct me if I'm wrong correct. on that. But, okay. Uh, so the, the, the reserves are coaches. The starters are a split, 50-50 split between media votes and uh the fans. public, okay. yeah, fans. Okay. So, so no surprise, uh, Nicole Jokic makes the starting lineup, uh, but there was a man that uh, I kind of thought would be in there that wasn't, that everyone is saying should be the MVP year after year over Nicole Jokic, and that's one Joel Embiid does not make the starting lineup. Yeah. Are you surprised at that, or are there uh, any other surprises? You know, I mean, he certainly deserves to be an all-star, and of course, if you're in the Philly market, people are pretty upset about that, but it really comes down to there's four guys and, and three spots over there. I mean, uh, you, it, for you to tell me that Joel Embiid needs to be in there, you got to tell me who to take out, and do you take out Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, or Giannis? I mean, 
it is it is tough over there okay so uh, regardless whichever one of those four was left out would have been snubbed in my mind right i mean there's no there's really no way around it. This is why I think that the all-star starters should actually be positionless. It should just be five. And it, it right because especially ta- in the game that we're playing, and, well, and, right? and even then it's kind of hard, right? Because Donovan Mitchell's having a really good year. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving's having a really good year. You make you pretty much nailed it. There's really not much more to say. Victim of circumstance. Yep. I could see why you'd be pissed. I could see why you wouldn't be pissed. I wish I had something better to say. That's yeah, tough. So what? Uh, any other nuggets you guys think will make that reserve? Uh, Aaron Gordon only because I want to see him in the dunk contest. Do I think <laughs> he should be in the All Star game? That's up to debate based on stats, and and, and they're actually more involved league wide with stats. But I would love to see Aaron Gordon. So help me understand. Contest. He would have to make the All Star game in order to be no. qualified for the All for nope. the dunk contest, nope. or no? That's not true. Okay. No, no. What Nick's referring to is that Aaron Gordon kind of leaked, and I think it was more of just a a way to kind of campaign subtly for his all-star bid. But he mentioned, yeah, I'll, you know what? If I, uh, I'll be in the dunk contest, I'll consider, he said, I'll consider being in the dunk contest as long as I'm there for the game, you know? Okay. So he kind of said gotcha. that as, and who knows if he'll even be in the well, dunk contest. Well, because the NBA for, wants top tier dunkers in the dunk contest. So. Oh man, that, yeah. that contest has gone to hell. Don't even I get know. me started it's there. It's been to hell. It's not it's, like it's, it's, it's yeah, going to Yeah, but you put AG back in it. I watch, I, I watch where Gordon does it. You know, you watch the All-Star game or the All-Star weekend for the three-point contest. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's the best. That's the best watch. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I think Aaron Gordon should make it. I'm a little bit of a homer. I know I, I no am. No way. <laughs> no way. But you know what? Uh, there is, and I'm not alone in this particular viewpoint, many people around the league strongly believe that the number one seed in each conference should be represented by two All-Stars. Right, because the the belief is like if you don't have two players playing at an all star level, how are you number one in the league? Right. I mean, there's kind of this uh, that is a uh, that is actually a viewpoint taken by a lot of people that they should generally have two all stars. See, but to me, it's like it, it shouldn't be like a caveat. Like, oh, you're a number one team, you have to have two well, all stars. It's like that typically it- they go hand in hand. Mm. If you're the number one team, it's because you have multiple well, star players. I'll say this much: Aaron Gordon has been the second best player on the Nuggets this year. He is having a career year in terms of his efficiency, his his statistics, yeah, everything. <laughs> although, o- although yeah. oddly, so he's shooting at a career high his field goal percentage, but his free throw percentage is like terrible this year. So I don't really understand that, but regardless, I hope Aaron Gordon makes it in. I think he deserves it. He has taken steps. He is a big reason why the nuggets are, are, are where they are right now. So I, I hope he makes it man, but it's tough when you, when you start talking about who deserves it, who doesn't deserve it, there's a lot of guys having really good years and, and, you know, obviously, just I, this isn't rocket science, but the inclusion of somebody means the exclusion of somebody, right? Sure. And, Whoa. and it's <laughs> I know, I know, bold Whoa. stuff. So getting some I deep philosophy. I think he should make it. Game. Hey, I deep I definitely think game. Aaron Gordon should make the All Star game. I hope he does. He deserves it. It would be a, a good honor. So. Okay, you kind of mentioned a minute ago that the the dunk contest is has kind of gone to hell. Honestly, if you ask my opinion of it over the last ten to fifteen years, the entire weekend has has really dropped off the map for a lot of people. People, at least anyone that's not a diehard NBA fan. What could the NBA do to fix that? Is there a way to fix? You know, you got the the NFL is is doing the the you know re revised or re done mobile yes. weekend and stuff. So I, is there something the NBA? I do like that the NFL is doing that because they did that yeah. previously. And in I'm Hawaii, gonna watch it, and I will watch it. I'm yeah. gonna actually watch it now. Oh, One thing that I would personally love to see, 
I don't think they'll ever do it. But what I would love to see is some like two on two or three on three like tournament style. One on one would be cool. They like, never do one. They would, one. They would they never would do, never do one. Yeah, on but, one. but we're talking about are too big. We're talking about hypotheticals. Hy- a one on one. One on one would be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Or uh, but even like a three on three, two on two, kind of like that. You know, whatever that league is, that three on three league. Yeah. Oh, uh, the big three. Yeah. There you go. I, I think it would be fun to watch. It'd be fun. It would be more fun to watch kind of quicker, shorter. Just like three on three games with some of these guys, right? I don't know how that would all look, but I think that would be fun. That would be fun. And I also think for the dunk contest, they need to do maybe the maybe uh, maybe you just remove the NBA players from it. As sad as that is, and do um, professional dunkers. And you do I professional like dunkers because have you seen these guys? Yeah, these yes. pro- these professional dunkers are wild. Like they are actually very entertaining to watch. Yeah, and I actually think that would be kind of interesting. Or maybe you get like a couple. Up, a, you couldn't do it with a star in the NBA. A they would never want to be shown up on that. But you could do maybe like, yeah, maybe some mascots, a mascot dunk Ooh. contest. I'd watch that. Or maybe some guys who are kind of like uh, G League or college players, which they kind of did last year. They did some college players in there, right? So uh, you get a couple of those players, and then you bring in a few of the professional dunkers and just make a show of it. Like just lean into what it is, right? Like it's not who's the best dunker in the NBA. It's just, it's just a show. So. I like that. I like where you guys are going. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. my ideas. All right. All right. I think there. I hey NBA. Listen up, man. I think there's some <laughs> opportunities for you guys to improve it. And when? When exactly? Do you guys know off the top of your head when All Star Weekend is? No. Or do we need to look that up? Okay. I believe it it's. I believe. I believe it's the end of February. I mean, I know it's the end of February. I'm going to say. February. I'm going to say the third week of February. So they announced the rosters that week. far in advance. I think it's the second week of February. That, maybe. I guess I didn't realize that. I was thinking maybe we third. were coming up in, in a week. I guess. I guess it is February. It is February. February nineteenth. There you go. Okay. Okay. And before that comes around, February 9th, which is a week from tomorrow, a week from Thursday, is the trade deadline. Okay. There has been some discussion locally. A former coach uh, went to Twitter to express uh, his thoughts on a potential move that the Nuggets could make. Uh, That's one George Carl, former coach of the Denver Nuggets, said he thought, yeah, you know what? Maybe it would make a lot of sense to to trade Bones Highland. Uh, What do you guys think about that? Yes. (laughs) Just in a nutshell, yes. I think, uh, in all seriousness, I think the problem, and it's not so bad when you watch, it's like pros and cons, obviously, but when you watch the Nuggets play on TV, you see it a little bit. I think when you go to the games, it's more exposed. He's a gunner. A lot of bad shots, a lot of early shot clock, three-pointers that you can essentially get at any time in the possession. I think the other issue, too, is he's a guy that will come playoff time. He's, he, he has a very real chance of losing you a game. Now, on the flip side... He could shoot you into a game. On the flip side, if I'm down 2-3 and I need 10 points, 12 quick points, yes. Is he so not valuable defensively 100%. So I think there's a lot of struggles there. The difference is, however, our second unit is obviously our weak point this year. If you're watching the Nuggets, you've got to have somebody that can create offense. I think Christian Brown, I've been saying it all year. I was I, I was also super high on Bones when he came out of ECU too. Christian Brown is just the more complete player in regards to a basketball player. Bones is a guy that we needed when everyone was hurt last year, so that's the value that he's created. I, I do think he makes me very nervous. I'll tell you that. He's a J.R. Light. So that's a comparison I've heard a lot. Is he is the he is this team's J.R. Smith. 
I will say, so it's obviously anyone tuned into the Nuggets news right now. There's a lot of smoke going on with, with Bones Highland. He played four trade. minutes yesterday. Uh, yeah, played four minutes yesterday. Uh, he also had a, a day on social media where he removed references to the Nuggets. He removed Mile High City Baby from his tagline. He ended up adding them back, likely at the request of a, of a agent or PR or somebody. But he removed them. He unfollowed the Nuggets. Um, there is a lot going on. It, it really does seem like they are looking to trade him. I think it's... It's unfortunate. It's the unfortunate part of the NBA. I think a lot of fans out there are going to be really upset uh, if he if he goes. But like Nick said, man, I mean, he, here's the thing. Sometimes it's not always even about your fit on the team at this moment, right? Like it's sometimes it's about your fit in the in the organization's plans. And Bones Highland has a couple years left on his rookie scale deal, which is prime time to actually get some value on a trade, right? If you sure. if you let this go another year or two. Um, then he's, his value turns to zero, right? If Bones turns into the player that his fans out there, his supporters, hope that he can be, the Nuggets aren't going to be able to afford him. Right. So, so or they could move on from one of their other max. I don't, I don't know because time. you know I'm not too sure that that would work out because just because of the length of the contracts, I think Jokic's yeah. yeah, Jokic's final year and I, the salary cap's going to go up is something I north of 50 to 55. I, I want to say it's $60 million. Right. So I hate to transfer point, but it's going to be really it hard. It is going to be tough to keep Bones Highland if he actually, if he, right. if if he, he takes steps up. If he's he, worth signing to a big contract. You know, I, right. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? And I think right now they're looking to at, this is, this is their number one team in the West. This is an opportunity to win a championship look, this you, year. Look right? back at the moves that the, the Avalanche made towards the deadline last right. year. You can be a very good team. That, and that's that like those those final pieces you feel like you need to add because you have to go capitalize on this opportunity. You know, and, and looking long term, Connor, I don't necessarily think that Bones is more than a, a fairly explosive three point shooter. I don't know if I necessarily see his ceiling as as high as Christian Brown's. And again, I know that the window is different than the long term perspective. I don't think Bones necessitates a twenty five thirty million dollar contract. Again, the salary is going up, but you you need a, you don't need more defense. That that's the issue with Bones, right? You don't need more defense, but you need him to play some defense. You need you yeah. also need a guy that's a willing see, passer, but will take the correct shot. So it's it's a tough situation. I do want to say for Calvin Booth. I do want to say that his ceiling is somebody like, but it's hard to compare Bones because, like Nick says, defense is just it, it's. It is so tough. He is an undersized guard. When he gets switched onto no, it's a not. He's like guard, a he, go ahead. When he gets when he gets switched onto anybody bigger than him, he gets he gets out muscled to the hoop. I uh, can't stay in front of people. Um, it, maybe his ceiling is maybe somebody like a like I mean ceiling. We're talking ceiling here, like a like a D'Angelo Russell light maybe or a, a, somebody like that. Like that would be like his. I love ceiling, how when ceiling. we can't think of a comparison, we just throw a guy's name out and then just go light. <laughs> yeah, he's right. not that. Just like kind of that. Well, the problem like is the, he's so, the problem he's like is the little, so little brother of that. But he, he has Earl. He has like Earl Boykins vibes too, where it's like Earl Boykins was really strong, but <laughs> Earl, Earl, Earl Boykins got abused. Like obviously he was five five or not, whatever not, he was, not tall and not big enough. And he, so. But he was a gunner, and but same type of offense where Bones will dribble. The the clock out for and, and get he's on the second unit so that's what he's asked to do but i think as it stands now the nuggets don't necessarily need they they just need a more complete player they don't people are like well we need more defense like kind of our offense on the second unit sucks so so we need somebody that can create so they're going to pass so, and and be able to play with so Jamal. they are they are reportedly looking for compensation that includes a first round draft pick and a defensive-minded right. front court player. Right. That's what they're essentially looking for. So, uh, th- so then you're going to have to move the starting lineup around a little bit. 
or at least or at least adjust the minutes. Well, and to it, where. And, and you look at it in terms of a playoff rotation, right? Where things shrink to what eight eight people sure. or so in a playoffs. Yeah. Um, you, you essentially what they're what they would be doing by a move like this is saying you would have. Jamal Murray or uh, Jokic basically on the court at all times, right? Um, and the minutes that Jamal Murray is not on the court, you would have uh, Bruce Brown be playing those point guard minutes, most likely, more than likely. Then you would have that defensive-minded front court player, and then you would get to choose between a Christian Bra- uh, Christian Bra- uh, Brown, sorry, uh, Christian Brown, Vladko Chanchar, Jeff Green. You get to choose between one of those guys as your kind of third third player, based on so. matchups, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. It is. Uh, it, People are going to be upset, <laughs> but let me ask you this, Nick: Are you are you upset if what if the Nuggets traded Bones and they got somebody who's not even part of the rotation, but they got a first round draft pick? Are you upset? Uh, I don't I don't know if upset would be the word. Puzzled would probably be the better adjective because how does that help us now? Because we're not in we're not in build mode. We're yeah, in we're in win mode. So you you make that you make a Bones move with the intention to upgrade uh, your roster. And now. I'm going to kind of like so. tie that back to this whole like. Sean Payton trade for a first round draft pick thing, right? I mean, like, yeah, that's great that you get a first round draft pick, but if you don't win an NBA championship this year, it does not matter. You just traded away a piece that could have won you that championship. Now, if you trade away for a piece that gets you closer to that, I don't think a first round draft pick is getting you closer to that in the next two years. And that might be the window that the Nuggets have, two, three years. Is is it? And if you're lucky, right? If you're lucky, I mean, this is a team that was decimated with injuries last year. They've been lucky, knock on wood, to stay healthy this year. But I, I think if you trade away Bones Highland and don't get back a guy that you can say, ah, yes, that makes this team a better competitor, a better uh, once you get to the playoffs, have a better chance of winning in the playoffs. I think that's the move you have to make. Yeah, I think I think you're you're really you're correct there. I mean, I think you're looking for that defensive minded player. I mean, the key is and has always been with the Nuggets, right? Can you tread water in the non Nikola Jokic minutes? Correct. Right? Because because honestly, like that's what it comes down to. The Nuggets starters are really really good. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Nick, you're gonna love this one. I can't wait. Uh huh. <laughs> Go on. All right. The I'm Nuggets ready. starters are fantastic. We know okay? that. There are over 60 four-man lineups, like people that have four people who have played together for over 200 minutes. Oh in wow. the NBA. Yeah. Go on. Okay. The Nuggets have number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, and number six in the NBA in terms of net rating. Jeez right? Louise. Uh, seven, seven, they're 17.8. The Nuggets starting four. Um, uh, Caldwell Pope, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. They're outscoring opponents by almost 18 points when they're on the, on the court per 100 possessions. Possibly even crazier, and this is courtesy of Joel Rush, I have to say. 188 lineups of three people have played significant minutes in the NBA. 188. Nuggets have 11 of the top 12 wow. three-man combinations. Jeez Louise. And what do they all have in common? Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. I knew you would do this. <laughs> so, the Nuggets starters can play with absolutely anybody. Um, they are fantastic. It really just comes down. If the Nuggets can get from their their bench unit, if they can get just some production, they can just not be a total black hole Correct. when Nikola is off the court. This team has a real chance to win a championship Correct. this year. Yeah, correct. And, and when you look at a guy like Bones Highland, he is 
by far the worst defense on the team. And it's not even really close. I mean, every time he's on there, he is in uh, what did what did uh, somebody what did uh, what did they call him a traffic cone? A Chris Paul? Someone called Chris Paul a traffic cone last year. I don't know. That is really tr- truly what Bones Highland is. He is a he is a turnstile. He, I don't he know. Can't stop ever, anybody, man. Have you ever tried so. to get around one of them traffic cones when it's like you just barely have? I mean, dude, it doesn't know that it, car? it messes with me yet. Yeah. <laughs> it messes yeah. with me, man. Just saying, especially if you got an SUV, it's not so easy to get around a traffic cone. I'm just putting that out mm. there, okay? Just putting that out there. Okay, putting you guys on the spot right now. You can say you don't have a name if you don't have one. Is there a name, a person in mind that if they were to make this Bone Highland, Bones Highland trade, you would like to see? I actually, I, I'll be honest, I haven't been following for a few days, all that I continuously hear is that it is more and more likely to happen. I, they, like I said, they, there's reports that he's obviously been out there. There's reports that people are interested. I can't even tell you a person that I would really like to see because to Connor's point are six, seven players deep, pretty good. So you've just, that's where Malone's going to have to kind of earn his stripes. You know, I don't, I don't know. I actually politely disagree. I, I don't know if you need like a super strong defensive minded player, but I don't know. That's, that's why I'm, I'm here and not, I, not managing the Nuggets. So. Now, I, somebody that I would like is, is some, that I've heard connected with the Nuggets is Nas Reed. Oh, yeah, from, uh, Minnesota. from Minnesota. Oh, wow. And Tim Connolly, obviously, hey, there's drafted, a connection yeah, there. drafted Bones Highland, likes Bones Highland. Um, I have also heard, though, that there's been some reporting since that came out that Minnesota actually wants to keep Nasri and they're actually looking to extend his deal. That's usually what deal. teams say when they want to trade somebody. Uh, you know, another another name I've heard connected with the Nuggets is Nerlens Noel. I don't um, know if I love that. I don't know. I haven't seen him. Like, uh, yeah, I yeah. I, I mean, what, what you're really looking for here, I mean, really, truly, if this deal happens, I'm still not sure if it's going to happen, but if it happens, what you're really looking at is a outside the margins type of player. I think a lot of fans are going to look at whatever deal happens if it happens and be pissed and be a little upset because they love Bones. Bones is, is their guy. Well, right? the, the, I would argue it's a lot of like the the casual fans that just see like the highlight the plays, the, yep. the well, four dribbles. He's, he's pretty active on social media too. I know yeah. all through the off season with the dunks and the different things he's doing. I will say uh, the Nuggets are definitely a victim of their own success. I don't think they could make this trade if they hadn't drafted Christian Christian Brown. Uh, they continue to draft well, so it's it's super impressive so maybe, maybe the draft pick isn't the worst thing to get i don't know it's, it's it's kind of it's hard to say because you know the thing is too he's he's got such a low contract he's so young he is a guy that apparently they think will be a star i don't know if i necessarily see it I, I will say this all right this is a, a bonus stat for you okay uh in the 2021 nba draft class out of out of all their draft class bones highland is second in total and per game three pointers, he is second in three point percentage. Yeah, he's a gunner. He is fourth in free throw percentage. He is eighth and ninth in total points and total assists. Uh, he That's is eleventh in win shares and he is thirteenth in box plus minus. So, so put put Bones minus Island. Is weak. Yeah, I, don't is. I don't want to hear about put Bones Island on on a worse team where Bones Island is your starting point guard, uh, possibly your, he's your bowl, top bowl. two or three scorers on your team. Much is his is the <laughs> is the a, impression of Bones Island different? Is he being called more of a uh, I don't want to say elite score but a top end score if he's given those opportunities is it maybe a misfit in his his fit in his situation this team not so much his talent fit, fit fit is probably the best way to describe it because he again he's a victim of being on a 
top team. Like, sorry, sorry, dude. Like, you, you don't, right, we don't have the pay. We don't have the, the, the Nuggets. Don't have the ability to just let him make all of his rookie mistakes and be okay with it. Like. Uh, and Nick knows this. The point guard position in the NBA is notoriously one of the slower developing positions in the NBA. It's kind of like a like a tight end or an offensive line or some of these positions that just take they just seem to take a little bit longer before these players really hit their their stride with it. Um, and the Nuggets just can't. They're not in a position to afford to let Bones make all these mistakes, you know. And and, and that's really what it comes down to. He did just get selected to the uh, Rising Stars. Surprised he didn't mention that, Jared. To the Rising Stars, second Great. year in a row. I, Great. I think that he Happy is. For you. I think that he is looked at. Uh, I think what the Nuggets at least look at him as is a high, uh, a a NBA lottery pick type of guy with a very high offensive upside. Like, I think that's what they look at him, but he's just not, he doesn't have the consistency and he certainly doesn't have the defense right now. So fit is, is, it's all what it's about right now. So, all right. Good stuff today, guys. Uh, make sure again, tune in next week. We're going to, we're going to talk a lot of prop Super bets. Bowls. Some prop some- bets. Go, yes. Baby. We're going to have Ooh. some fun with that. Okay. That's actually one of my favorite things. Maybe we'll, we'll try to talk Tyler Walgie into joining us. See if he can give us a little advice. Little- I don't want advice. I want to pick oh, my bets. Got to go tail. Should we pick against Tyler? Yeah. yeah I don't want any of his mumbo jumbo. <laughs> I'm betting with my heart. Get out of here, Walgie. All right. And then the best part, all four of us, Tyler Walgie included, will be in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll come back and have some fun. Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter at Red Rock Sports and tune in every week. We usually record Tuesdays, release our shows Wednesdays. This is a little bit of an anomaly for us here, but make sure you guys check us out and check out all the other Woos Media shows. Just type in Woos Media into whatever player you're listening to now. Great shows on there. For Nick and Connor, I'm Jared. Thanks for stopping by.